Okay, now, Matt, you had, uh, you were getting into uh, personal or the biggest challenges in coaching a young man or a young woman. Um, yeah, I don't know if you can give a name or make up a name of someone that really uh, uh, didn't want to see the old Matt. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Talk to us, man. <laughs> well, I, it, you know, it's, it's funny because sometimes you do see yourself in a mirror mm-hmm. and there's there's two things in general and then I get specifics, but first of all, mediocrity is accepted. Hmm. And so I I might be on the, the, going to the back end of this in the front, but mediocrity is so accepted. It it is almost, and I say it's because social media and all the different avenues, kids are just absorbed by it's celebrated being dumb, being, you know, silly, just, just all those things. (laughs) that's one of the reasons why I don't coach too much now because I refuse to have the mentee telling me how to coach and what they're not going to do but you go ahead man (laughs) well and I'll I'll say this in coaching it has got it has to when I'll I'll say in every aspect of coaching but I'll say specifically field training an athlete Mm -hmm. which I do as well our parents We'll say, will you train my kids? Will you uh, quickness, speed, agility, all those things? I say I will, but it has to come from your son or daughter that wants it. It has to be that they're. They, I mean, I will, but you have to say they have to ask me. They have to. They have to say that they want, they desire sure. to coach. They desire to get better. And you know, coaching is taking someone where they are, and by themselves not able to get where they want to go, right. where they want to be. Exactly. Right? So um, so going back to that mediocrity, I mean, accepted that it really allows intentionally or unintentionally, subconsciously or subconsciously, an individual to rationalize and justify compromising. Mm. Because you coach, you it has to be from a place that you are challenging them where they are that they can attain through discipline yes through hard work yes. and being coachable to get there and that's that process you know everybody wants the you know the trophy they want they want when it's all done but they that process where no one sees that 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 every day being deliberate and making an advanced decision sure to do what they need to do regardless of whether they want to do it or not Wow. It, wow, that's incredible because let me say this here. Like you said, number one, the person has to want it. Yes. Now, one of the things I can say personally that I saw once in the coaching area, and I remember sitting and I, I talked to one of my children about this, just from observing this from the sideline, I said, you know, one of the issues I have with the coaching staff here that I see is that they cater to the students. Um, if the student wants to come and play around, be goofy, um, just so they can be happy and that the student doesn't go back and complain to the parents and then the parents come up to the school, they're, they're really letting the kids dictate everything. And I said, the problem with that is yes, the kids will be happy, but you're setting them up for failure in the future. Yes. 
And not only that, that's really what's called a society where the kids rule. And the society, it says in scripture, when that happens, when women and children rule and run the society, and the men sit beside or sit on the sideline passive, the society will mourn. Why? Because there's no true leadership. And does that mean that, I'm not saying that women are less than men, I'm saying there is something that each side brings to the table. And as parents, as coaches, as mentors, as uh, authority figures, you're supposed to be given direction to the person who wants to grow. Now, there's also, yes. if the person doesn't want to grow, okay, fine, leave them alone. Maybe they'll learn that lesson somewhere later. But to set them up for failure in order to be their best friend and to make them happy, that is just pure foolishness. And I think the challenge that we have as a coach, as a leader, is that, going back to what I said, that that is more and more being accepted. I agree. And, and more and more, just as you said, not, not you, you're, the focus isn't on saying what women's roles are. They ha, Everyone has a role. But men have to step up in their role in that capacity that they're leaders. There's women leaders, but men have to, you know, focus on men. Again, not taking anything away from women, but a father has a father's role. A man has a, his, his role that God has for him. And so that I think that, uh, that you, you, your mind, what you expose your mind to, it's attracted to. Mm -hmm. And the more you expose yourself to true leadership, to individuals that will challenge you to be excellent, when you expose your mind to truth more and more, and that's a challenge because there's so much non-truth in this world that's easily available through, again, through social media, TV movies, that is, is very intentional in its purpose, is, but that's a whole other subject. What you expose your mind to, it'll be attractive. And, and a lot of times we have to deliberately expose our mind to that which will help us grow into who we are to be. And to who we are to be, we first have to learn and know about God, the engaged part. Right. And so that's a challenge. That can be a challenge right, right from the get-go that an individual sees themselves so differently who God says they are. But you have to stay in it and keep it simple. This is what God says. This is what the Bible says. And the attributes and the characteristics of the identity, the image of Christ, that you know, I, I, I'll tell you what I, I use a lot, Travis, the thumbprint. Okay. Your thumb. And I and and I, I and I'll do it a lot when I'm whether depending on the the audience I'm talking to, but I'll say put your thumb up in the air. And I said there's eight billion people in this world. I'm rounding up down somewhere, but there's <laughs> about eight billion people in this world. Look at your thumbprint. Look at those lines. There's no one in this world that has the exact same thumbprint as you. You are uniquely created, and you're uniquely created by a creator. Uniquely created by a creator that has, has, first of all, in so being of creating you in his image, has a desire to have a relationship with you and has a desire for you to uncover and discover what that is to be uniquely created and the purpose that you have in this world. And this, you're not by accident. And I sometimes see light bulbs go on 
not just from kids, but adults mm. hearing that, okay. looking at their thumbprint when they're just like, all right, I'll put my hand and thumb in the air, you know, or just not this because I'm, you know, that's not cool. But when you, when you, and, and then again, that, that again is, as you said, that's something that's caught. They have to catch that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now let me just um, say this here. Um, like I said earlier, I am not in no way saying that a man is superior to a woman, things like that. Right. And many times um, I'll get the question from females, uh, and some ask it in a, a snarling, hissy way. Well, if, if um, what is our job then if you know we're not supposed to be doing this and that? I said, what your job is, biblically speaking, is to help. So what is it to help? That means not compete. Exactly. So how do you help? You use your gifts, your talents, and you pray until you see results for what you're hoping for. And if you're going to do that, you need to make sure that you're not canceling out what you're believing for with the words from your mouth speaking the opposite and you also being manipulative in the background. Correct. And, and, yes. that's, and that's very important to understand because a lot of times we want things and we want to pray for things, but if I'm not careful, what I'm hoping for, I will cancel out myself, and this goes for men and women, and I can mess stuff up. And one of the things that happens a lot of times, now I don't know if it happens down there in North Carolina, but... You know, the devil gets blamed for a lot of stuff, and I'm sure that he says to God, you know, I was over in California at the time when they blamed me for this. But um, the devil is not necessarily the problem. He can influence. He has workers that influence. But again, a lot of times, we're killing things with our own actions and with our own mouth. Yes. And, and at the same time, you know, asking God to... To bless it, and he's he's not obligated to do that. He doesn't work like a bellhop, you know. God, get over here. I need you now. That that's not that may be tradition, but that's not scripture. Right, right. So I I just definitely wanted to put that out there because sometimes if I'm not taught that, I'm going on tradition, and unfortunately, in a lot of places. The pastor or the leaders would never say that because they don't want people to get mad. And leave and never come back. But I don't have that issue here. If you leave, fine. We'll be here tomorrow. So that's not a problem. Um, I do it old school like in the barbershop. If your feelings get hurt because someone told you the truth and they weren't impressed because you came in first in the state, you know, and they said you were lazy, that's fine. They'll be there two weeks again when you come back for a haircut. <laughs> that's good. You know, and, and really to the point of that is that – Everyone, their roles are are so important. Yes. In, in in the wholeness of relationships, and to focus on what you don't have is missing the the celebration of what you do have Ooh, and what has God has gifted you and blessed you with. Mm. And that is, and, and just as you point to this, yeah, the, the enemy. Will come alongside and say, "Yeah, you're right. You should be. Ha you should have that. You should have that instead." Where God's like, I, "What I've given you, just I'm in the garden, right? Every tree is yours. Yep. Hey, 
<laughs> what did what, he Satan didn't focus on that, right? Yeah. He allowed us, but he allowed. So I, um, it is, it is something that is a truth that has to, as you you said, you eloquently, clearly put it. We each are incredibly blessed with gifts, and we are to complement each other and help each other come come alongside that we can use it to the glory of God. Oh, absolutely, man. And like I said, you know, um, understanding that, like you said, everyone has their role. And one, one scripture that reminds me of is in Proverbs where it talks about the woman and this is in Proverbs 31, and it's interesting, um, just a little background on that. In Proverbs chapter 31, this is a woman talking to her son about women. Okay, so that's yes. something to point out right there. But one thing she says to her son in verse 26, when she's talking about other women, and she's educating them, or as we would say today, she's schooling him. She says... Um, he says, son, you know, I want you to know that she opens her mouth with wisdom. And I like this part. And he says, in her tongue is the law of kindness. Mm. Not snappy, not sassy, not disrespectful. So, so yes, that's good. That's some wisdom, you know, that young man got from his, uh, from his own mother. That is a good word. And it's from the word. That's mint. I told him, man, I blame you, man. I'm writing down scriptures for certain situations, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just to that point, yeah, I had I had those spiral index cards, spiral notebooks, and had a few of them. And <laughs> you never know, and I say this all the time, you never know who's watching you that you have the ability to bless. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know that until years later now that you mentioned that, that made an indelible impact on you. Oh man, I tell you, I got one. In Never knows watching. I got one in my car. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know who's watching, and that's Ooh. good. If you're if you're if you're walking that walk, what someone's watching is something that will be for their good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now let me just uh, switch to a different uh, path here, and I'm going to go a little bit deeper. So. I'm going to ask you now, I know you're a son, you're a husband, you're a father. Um, I want you to share a little bit about the fathers and mentors that had an impact on you, number one. But um, also, one of the questions that I want to know is, as a father of all girls, what is your fear that you have when you observe young men today? Well, uh, that's a that's a great question, and um, I think one of the things is that they don't they haven't been taught how to communicate. They haven't been taught, and in a lot of ways, they don't have the need to communicate. And what I mean by that is, now again, this is showing my age. If I wanted to talk to a, a girl or anyone for that matter, I only had a I had one phone number. It was a landline, okay. and more than likely, I was going to talk to a mother or father when they answered the phone, <laughs> right? So I had to learn in a respectful way to communicate, ah, okay. right? And what that did was 
when I would be, whether it's again, whether it's whether it's a, gr- a girl or just a friend, there was more opportunity from that to interact with a parent because I've already spoken to him. So I, I w- it was something that was expected. Oh, right. So yeah. yeah, so it was expected, and yeah. with that, I gained respect for that parent. Because they were they were an adult, and I was engaging with an adult. Where these days, these kids they 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 don't have to call to talk to the to my daughters. They don't have to call me, right? Okay. And with so many different ways ways they communicate, there doesn't have to be a. They don't necessarily have to come to the house, knock on the door, right? Oh wow! It's. It's texting. I'm I'm five minutes from here. I'm 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 coming down the street. My girl will tear out the door. Meet me outside. <laughs> and, right. So before it was, I'll be your house in ten minutes. So I, I think that that is one of the biggest challenges because whether they realize or not, this is something I had to think about mm. in this that that really does lead to I don't want to say disrespect, but a lack of respect. Okay. And therefore. It again, three girls again from 15 to 21 years old. Mm-hmm. There's been boys, mm-hmm. there's boyfriends, okay. and when I say the opportunity for respect and that communication that is there, it affects their communication with my daughter, yes. daughters, right? Mm-hmm. And that so because hormones are fine, yeah. there is things that there's things that they feel, things that they because of this world, the expectations, which are a lot different than when I was a kid, the expectations were a boy and girl, and they see it. Yeah. Social media, we, you know, it's totally different. And so this is a challenge for me. This is the thing I worry about these young boys is that, and, and again, right now I'm just talking specifically the ones I know that with my girl, is that communication that they need, that verbal communication, boundaries, okay. the understanding. Mm-hmm. And and so I te- so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull apart from where my girls are to in general and talking to 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 high school and college kids that there hasn't been a foundation of communication and that I believe is the biggest mistakes that will happen a guy's point of view his perspective and the young girls and mistakes are made and that's where injury comes that's where consequences that. You have to deal with, and we see it in our society today. Um, and it, and and in so in so doing, also that girls have accepted that guys are like this in okay. certain ways. Okay, this is true. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Now I'm glad you said that last part. Now let me say this here because um, you know, like I mentioned to you about the girls and you know affair with the young guys. But hey, let me, um, to be fair, I have a lot of guys telling me, hey, I ain't got to go looking for nothing. They can cut, you know, a female, she'll come in um, just as bold. What do, you, what do you say to that? And that's girls great point. Be, you know, sugar and spice and everything nice. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, hey, we're being, we're being honest. Well, that's all we do on this channel here. Okay? That's, that's right. And I'll tell you what, and it is because you're, they learn less or less. It's just like, hey, you can't wait for kids when they're in high school to tell them truth. You got I mean, Unfortunately, they're exposed to life at such an early age. 
And the most important thing is the is a a young girl, a woman, to understand whose they are. They have to know their identity. And and the thing is, when you have your identity, when you find your worth in Christ and who God says you are, truthfully, and I believe it's on my heart, you'll know who you're not. Mm. And who you're not is what the world is telling you to, to be. Oh, it is hard. I it's mean, it's so hard. You but got let me the Bible you have... and all that stuff and you look, you've been married for over fifteen years to your wife, so you guys don't have those challenges. You already got them. Okay? <laughs> daily. So <laughs> unless it's daily, right? You you got it. Man, it's so, some so what do you know? I mean, and you got young men and you got uh young women. It, I mean, they got uh, what do you call it? You got they got female rappers out there rapping. You got Cardi B doing her thing, and mm. hey, she looking good. You got Beyonce. Everybody want to do that Beyonce look or whatever. And you got you know stars out there like uh, City Girls and Bree Runaway and Young M A oh, and Mulatto and come on, man, you you in the college scene now? You gotta you well, gotta, you know. Well, I'm. I have been removed from the college scene. I, you know, nine years I was on college campus. Okay. Got someone else there as I moved up. And and I'll say this though, uh, my it's it's it does start in the home. It really does, and that's why it's so important. I mean, to understand that what does Satan go for? He's he's trying to rip the family apart. He's trying to get you to believe what's not true of who you are, and it has to be on a consistent basis. And look, it's a challenge to me. I have to show it to my girls, right? It, it, with their mom, with them, with people I interact with, that they have to see the stability of the foundation of Christ being lived out, and it it's it it's a challenge. It is definitely a challenge, but there has to be consistency of how I speak to them in the light of who they are and whose they are mm. and it is and, and i'll tell you it is and i have a great relationship with my three girls um and and as well as they have with their mom that there is communication going back to it that communication has been set because it's a continual relationship and yeah there's a challenge there in a lot of ways but it is a foundation has been built since day one Okay, so Jesus I, loves you. This minute. you know for the Bible tells you so. I mean, from there, it's continually laying that foundation. And oh, it is challenging. They, they'll say things that you know what I find out. What's that? Just say this is that they're they are resilient in that they come back to who they are. They okay. truthfully do, and 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 it could be after hurts and pains. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but they know the love is real. It is uncompromising from not only myself and their, their mom, but also from God, okay. his faithfulness. Because I'm glad you said that because, see, not everybody's child, um, and they can be raised in the church or in a saved environment. But, again, our kids, they have their own mind, their own will. So yeah. even speaking to the parents who are like, you know, hey, um, no, I wasn't perfect, and I say this, okay, are you still praying for them? Because, see, each and every individual, I believe, is going to have to have their own personal come-to-Jesus moment. Yes. Now, one of the worst things I can do, and I've learned this, I've said this for years, even in my own home, and that is getting God's way. 
How do I get in God's way? I'm really trying to manipulate things so that the person will do what I want them to do. Instead of establishing a foundation of saying, okay, Lord, and I say this, I borrowed this from David, King David in the Bible. Lord, I've maintained my integrity. Now, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord because everyone in here knows the difference between right and wrong. For me to allow or to tolerate disrespect, sin, contemptuous attitudes, and for me at the same time to say, okay, God, you do something about that. No, he's telling me to do something about that because he's given me the authority there in my house. Amen. Amen. That's so right. I realize I live in a world where, yes, I'm supposed to pray for my children. Yes, I'm supposed to uh, continue to love them even when at times they are very hard to like. Mm. <laughs> That's okay. good. That's a truth. <laughs> and I realize you have, you mentioned this word earlier, and I, I share this all the time with people. Uh, the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew, the last chapter, to make disciples. Well, yes, but there's also disciples of the enemy. Well, who are they? Well, I believe people like uh, Nicki Minaj, if you've never heard of her. Uh, look her up. I know she is. Okay. I know she is. <laughs> okay, but she has inspired many female rappers, um, people like uh, Doja Cat, uh, The Stallion. They look up to her as a major influence in their life. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. I have to, as a parent, as a father, I have to be, I call it wise enough, or I don't know if they use this word down there, Woke, W-O-K-E. Unfortunately, I think that's used all over the country. Okay, good. Okay, because sometimes uh, when I talk to different ethnic groups, they've never heard of certain words. But woke Mm -hmm. means to be aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So you, you need to be woke in our society of, as you said, the influences. And, you know, like we said earlier, you're dealing with athletes and you're a part of fellowship of christian athletes i mean come on now we're talking about young people this is their world so if i don't understand their world and i come with um, a shirley caesar cd in my hand we're talking two different languages off the bat Mm -hmm. so so that's something that um like i said I have to be privy of, and also, and I'm, I'm not saying, trust me, with your children. You lock them in a closet, maybe with your parents or your grandparents did that. No, don't, no, I'm not saying do that. Tempted at times, but no, don't do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and believe me, I had to say this about five years ago. I was at a uh, conference in South Carolina. Uh, one of my childhood friends, he would have it every year, and they did a panel very excellent panel, and uh, people were asking questions, and one of the persons on the panel, she was a pastor from Atlanta, Georgia, and she was raising, at that time, I think she was helping to raise her grandchildren, and I knew she had her grandchildren with her, and she didn't understand, or she really wasn't aware how things like the internet were so influential on her children. Uh 
So I got up and I spoke to her about that. And it was, I was like one of the, if not the only person who stood up and addressed that because, and this is another topic I'm not going to get into. Some people have been so trained in church that you definitely, you don't say anything to a person of authority because that's looked at as disrespect. But that's that's a whole different issue I'm not going to get into. But anyway, right. I did explain to her, you know, how you, you know, should be, hey, looking at what they look at. Tell them, ask them to explain what they're looking at on their phones. And I'm glad to say later that, during that week, I saw her doing that because we were staying in the same hotel. And I saw her once when I drove up and she had her kids, her grandkids phone. Like, what All is right. this? What is that? But, you know, as I said, getting back, staying woke um, to just what's a part of our world. And there is so much um, that's out there. Look, I have people, my wife sometimes will ask me, hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? Um, Because, again, it's not a part of my world. And I have, I'll say this, enough wisdom to shut certain things out. But also, that doesn't mean that I should not be aware. That does not make me more holy or less holy. I need right. to be aware. So, you know, that's, agree. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say there. Yeah. Right, so hold on for one that's second. Good. I'm gonna um, we're gonna take like a two minute break, and we're gonna come right back. Okay. Yes, sir. Good stuff. 